How can you expect to build authentic connection with yourself and with other people if you're not being who you are? Shame distances your relationship with who you are. Hey you, you're listening to Not Yet, the podcast about our relationships and how they're the keys to our self-discovery. I'm your host, Paige Polk. I'm a community builder and Emmy award-winning digital media artist, channeling the powers of introspection. You're in the right place if you're mindful about the world you create and believe it's possible for us all to belong. I'm so grateful you're here. Now let's start the show. Hello, welcome back to the Not Yet Podcast, the project about self-love, self-awareness, self-understanding, self-compassion, all of the self. As we know here, the relationship that you're building with yourself is the first and most important relationship that you'll have in your entire life. And it impacts what you even believe is possible for your life and for the relationships that are going to support you throughout this life here on earth. And the topic today is a big one. It might end up being multiple episodes, but it's about shame. How is shame stopping you from living the life that you want? Big question, and we're going to dive into the answers for yourself, and also I'm going to talk to you about a few ways that you can turn that shame storm around. What does it look like to move from shame into worthiness? So if you didn't know already, shame and worthiness are directly linked. They are one and the same. They're the opposite ends of the spectrum, and they cannot exist without the other. And when I was thinking about this episode, I really wanted it to be helpful for you. I want this episode to help you release the shame that's holding you back from living the life that you truly want. I want you to know that you are capable. You're capable of differentiating from the conditioning about what behaviors or activities or identities or jobs are deemed worthy and recognizing that you have that inherent worthiness in and of yourself. And stepping into that worthiness is stepping into your power. Because when you are walking with that full-on acknowledgement that you have everything that you need by just being the self that you are, think about how that's going to impact your life. Think about how that's going to fuel the decisions you do or do not make. I'm really excited for you. I'm excited for you being on this journey already. If you're listening to this podcast, you're already on this journey. So I want to celebrate you for that and celebrate you for carving out a moment of your day to talk about some really challenging stuff. Stuff like feeling valid just as you are. When we hear a lot of voices from actual people and, you know, from media saying that you aren't. What does it look like? to think of worthiness as a currency. As I said, we hear a lot of conditioning about what is deemed worthy in society. And we're told that we have to work for worth. And once we work for that worth, it will materialize in the form of attention or maybe money, affection, power from institutions, from people that you believe care for you, or that you know care for you. How often have you wielded the love and affection that you have 
for another person and still shamed them for not being who you expected them to be. I can think of many people in my intimate life that I have shamed because I felt uncomfortable with the self that they were expressing. And I had absolutely nothing to do with them. It was 100% about where I was in my own journey and what I emotionally felt safe enough to handle. Because when people show up as the way that they are, that can sometimes feel threatening to the relationship that you've built, especially if that transition is happening and you aren't prepared for it. But that also means that that also applies to you. And the decision to step into your own worthiness, to step into your own power, you can make that decision at any point in your life. And the relationships that are meant to stay as they are will stay as they are. And the ones that are meant to transition, develop, expand, maybe even retreat for a moment to recalibrate, they will do that too. But they're going to keep it moving. (laughs) Everything in nature is going to keep itself moving because that is the nature of life. And wouldn't it be much better to keep things moving and feel connected with yourself while you're on the ride? I'm going to ask this question again. How would you live your life if you knew you were already worthy? If you already knew you were worthy of the attention, of the money, of the affection, of the power, of the gratitude, of the connection, the love, how would you live your life? What would be your relationship with generosity from that place? Your relationship with your health, whether it's mental or physical, psychological, your relationship with peace and ease, time, energy. Would your relationships with these things expand or contract? Do you feel a little fear at the idea of your relationships with these ideas shifting? Let's break down worthiness and the worthiness wound, as I like to call it, through the lens of shame. So shame is the distance between who you are and who you believe you are. How often have you done something and then immediately felt ashamed about it? Like, oh, that's not me. I don't know why I did that. That is not who I want to be. That's not who I am. I'm going to guess it's happened once or twice. And that's really valuable information because sometimes we do things and we can tell immediately, oh, that's not an alignment. Mm, Next time I'm going to do something a little bit different. No need to harp on it, but just, you know, learning opportunity. And how often have you felt ashamed at something that you desperately wanted for your life? But then because of that shame, you didn't do it. You didn't move forward. And it just sits in your brain and it sits on your heart and you feel that dissonance that the shame is holding you back. That is the kind of shame that I want to talk to you about today. Because that kind of shame, it distances you from love. It distances you from your purpose and it distances you from your gifts, from your natural God-given abundance and belonging. How can you expect to build authentic connection with yourself? And with other people, if you're not being who you are. And this kind of shame 
distances your relationship with who you are. And so by its very nature, it's stopping you from feeling grounded in belonging. Is shame stopping you from living the life that you want? That's only a question that you can really answer. But I guarantee you that your body is giving you an answer right now. So if you're able, not if you're driving, please, God, (laughs) if you're in a safe space, please close your eyes. Take a deep breath through your nose. Inhale for five, four, three, two, one, and hold for five, four, three, two, one, and exhale for six, five, four, three, two, one. While your eyes are closed, we're going to ask the question again. Is shame stopping you from living the life that you want? Is shame stopping you from living the life that you want? When you do a scan of your body, do you feel any tension or resistance or pain after hearing these words? Maybe in your hips or in your abdomen below your belly button or in your solar plexus, right below your rib cage. Is there any resistance that's responding to that question? Chances are probably yes, because we live in a very shame-fueled world. That's how we can get people to do things that are in contrast with who they are. And that's how we can build systems built off of exploitation and self-sacrifice. But the thing is, we live on a planet that literally grows food. Plentiful food. There's air everywhere for us to breathe. There's water for us to drink. Even if we've built systems that restrict water or space. That's not because the earth isn't providing it. That's because we've built systems that stop it from flowing to us. The good thing about that is these are all systems that we've built so we can build new ones. So when we are recognizing our shame, how do we turn it on its head, right? Okay, so we're feeling the shame. What's next? How do we move into worthiness? These are three steps that I'm going to share from my own journey, and I hope that they'll help you. Feel free to adjust, as always, to your personal preferences. The first and most important step is to identify the emotion. Shame is an emotion like anything else, like joy, excitement, frustration, disappointment. Shame, you feel it. It's an experience in your mind and body. And it's letting you know that there's a dissonance between who you are and who you believe you are. 
after you've identified that emotion, move on to step two, which is creating a bird's eye view of the situation for yourself, to yourself. That little asterisk is very important. Please do not go to other people for advice when you don't even understand your own emotions. That is the data that you're going to need to understand what is yours from what they have to share versus what's not. Because every single person has had their own lived experiences, has their own values, building their own lives. So they're only going to be able to offer you what they have to give, but what they have to give may or may not be what you need to receive in that moment. And if you're walking to that space in a really vulnerable place where you haven't come to terms with who you are in that moment, no one else can tell you who you are except for you. And it can feel really daunting to go on this journey, what feels like alone. But I want to remind you that you're never alone. And that trusting yourself is the only way to get to the other side of what you're feeling productively. You know, I have a very complicated relationship with the word productive, but you're just going to keep feeling it over and over and over and over again until you decide for yourself what it means. And speaking with other people can be a nice band-aid. I'm not saying that you should totally self-isolate and go off in the mountains and meditate for years. I mean, if that's your jam, please do it if that's for you. But I'm saying that there's so much value in self-trust. And you'll only receive that value if you give yourself the opportunity to sit with what you have. So when you're building this bird's eye view of what's going on in your life, I recommend journaling or even voice notes can be really helpful on your phone. Express the feelings that you're feeling. Express the material evidence too. So the actual logistics of the situation, A plus B equals C. Well, don't go all the way to the equal sign because you usually are doing the math wrong. (laughs) But what the story is that you're telling yourself about the situation. And then read it or listen to it back. This process builds the distance that you'll need to lift yourself up from that shame and recognize that the shame is an emotion. It is not an identity. It is not who you are. It's something that you're experiencing. And finally, the third step is to talk to yourself the way that you would a child or your best friend. So no badgering, no belittling, whatever feels right to you, whether it's caring and nurturing, offering up solutions, maybe even a distraction, looking at the bright side, or identifying the learning opportunity from the feelings that you're feeling. Dealer's choice. But you must be authentic to who you are. If you're the kind of person who goes straight in with solutions, it's probably going to feel right for you to hop in and give a solution to yourself. If the thing that you really love to give is nurturing and caring and guidance, that's probably going to be the thing that you most need. So once you've taken a step back and identified what you're feeling, what you're experiencing inside and out of your body, give yourself the thing that you most need. Here's a time when it can actually be helpful to go to other people once you've identified what you need, because then you can go to them and say, hey, I'm going through this thing. I do not need you to give me solutions. I just need you 
to listen to me and tell me that everything's going to be okay. And then from there, I'll be able to pick myself back up and make the decision that I need to make. But you've got to know what you need so people know how to show up for you. This process is not about changing your material circumstances, so the logistics of what's going on, but it's about healing your relationship to them. Creativity comes from ease and synchronicity. When is the last time that you made something truly beautiful that you forced into being? It doesn't typically happen that way. And even when you do force something into being and it's beautiful, it's because there was something that happened that helped you be ready to be ready to be ready to be ready to be ready for that moment. It didn't happen in an instant. It was a process of self-discovery, of self-acceptance. So when you invite that ease into your life through the lens of worthiness, what does that look like for you? As always, so, so, so grateful that you're here. And I want to talk more about shame. It's such a juicy topic. So if you have any questions that you want to dive in a little deeper about the idea of shame or, or worthiness or releasing shame, where it sits in your body, please, uh, please hit me up in the DMs at not yet series on Instagram. And I'll definitely be writing a few journaling prompts in the not yet digital community. So if you're already a member, I look forward to unpacking these ideas with you some more and healing together. Thanks for listening. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode of not yet. The podcast is hosted by me, Paige Polk, and produced by Paige Polk International. The show art is made by Elizabeth Olguin, and the music is by Elder. Don't forget to subscribe here. And if you want more of this love in your life, visit notyetseries.com to join the Not Yet Project and community. I'll see you next week.